Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the two. Oh! Nine till infinity podcast as always if you don't know by now you better ask somebody it's your boy dj billy a and across the way from me is my man 50 no no 50 grand get up on the mic and tell him who you am my friend oh shit had a little dramatic pause there too like adding the drama baby I am Savage O'Malley. It is I. He is me. <laughs> he is I and I am him. Slim with the tilted brim. What's my motherfucking name? Uh, he is I and I am him. Chunky who... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't nothing slim about these guys. No, unfortunately, at the moment. Un- unfortunate a lot. Yeah. Nato. No, no. The, the slim part isn't accurate. But the rest of that, it is him with the tilted brim. What's your motherfucking name? Uh, Scott. There you go. All right. Hi, how are you? <laughs> there we go. Got the little bed music, the background. What? Uh, the bed music. What's going on? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skis, aka the Hip Hop Mandalorian. All right. How are y'all doing? Sorry for that. A little bit uh, not smooth intro. Uh, I uh, got everything set, and then we went and started the show, and then the iPad just turned off. Yeah. <laughs> which is what we use for the uh, bed music, and so. Of course, right when I started it. Of course, yeah. Of course, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't have some kind of technical faux pas, right? It's become par for the course at this point now. I don't feel like it's an official episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast unless there's some kind of technical glitch, faux pas, error of some sort. It just don't even feel real at that point, right? I love this beat, by the way. That's so so fire, dude. Any anytime when you see a rapper freestyle and they get in the studio and this beat comes on, 
you know it's about to be absolute some, some this beat's about to get murdered. This is the one where people just go in and go insane on. It's about to be muy fuego. Oh, muy fuego, hot caliente fire, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? Well, buddy. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I'm yeah. at a. Uh, I feel like I'm at a good spot in my life when uh-huh. I, I, I've said this for years. Right. You know, there's so many facets to um our lives yeah whether it's professional personal um you know financial yeah there's all these things that are going on in our lives um and for the most part everything in my life except for being fat yeah is good yeah okay you know what i mean i wish i was healthier i sure. wish you know what i mean sure and and it and i've never <laughs> I've never been, I've never found a way to hit all of them at once. Right. Which right, sucks. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When I was super healthy and I was working out harder and I was grinding and losing weight left and right, right? Yeah. I was single. I was, you know, that part of my life was yeah. not what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you're healthier and whatever, but then like, you know, you're struggling at your job and you hate your job or that kind of stuff. Right, so, sure. Um, I, I mean, obviously health is important and you want to, you want to lose weight and you want to, you want to be as healthy as you can be and. And, and, and I'm at that point where the number doesn't matter to me anymore. I just want to feel good. Right. So if the number is something that somebody else might not like, but I feel good, that's yeah. fine. I don't care. Right, right, right. Right. But uh, I definitely feel the difference between, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever when uh, I was down that weight and it's a, 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 a portion of that has certainly come back and I'm not a fan of it. Um, but just finding that that getting that back is, is, is my next goal. So, mm. Well, you and I have talked about it quite a bit, actually. And I'm sure we've actually probably, maybe we brought it up on the show. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, we talked about the fire, right? Holding on to that fire, keeping that fire. Once you lose that fire, whatever it is that's pushing you, especially when it comes to weight loss, usually there's something that sparks and ignites that fire that gets you going and pushes you and motivates you to lose weight. And you and I have had the discussion, I think maybe off mic. I don't know no, if we ever brought it up We've definitely talked about it on yeah. mic because have we? one of the things that I said, and I was very explicit, yeah. is when I was going through my stuff, yeah. I had that fuel. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was worried about is I knew that ultimately at some point, right. that shit was going to burn out. The fire goes out. Something yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and And it's one of those things where for me, right? I think that personality and who you are and and, and that comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of guy where, for example, and I'm not saying this for accolades. Right. This morning, I went and grabbed coffee for Justin and Kim. Mm-hmm. Right. While I was out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be recording all day. I'm going to go grab the 7-Eleven, grab a couple Coke Zero. So I have one, you know, while we're recording. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in there in line. And this guy is checking out, right? He's bought four bags of ice. Mm-hmm. And the lady, you know, is like, having a party. Of course, yeah. And yeah. she's like, and he's, you know, Hispanic dude. And he's like, yeah, it's uh, at my house. It's my, my birthday, actually. Yeah. And the lady's Indian. She didn't say shit to him. Yeah. <laughs> Not like happy birthday or oh, cool, right? Yeah. She's like, 1320. Yeah. He's like, all right. Pays her, right? <laughs> And then like, but she asked him if he was having a party. Yeah. And then didn't follow up. Yeah. So then, um, 
Must be in the like running the cash register handbook or something know. like step one, initiate conversation. Step two, get an answer. Step three, elicit Receive a follow. payment and yeah. move on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh <laughs> right. And, and what happened? and then so he paid and then like he couldn't carry all there were big bags, I was the big ones, so he couldn't yeah. carry them all. So he took three of them and I came up and uh I paid and then he had left one bag by the register. Yeah. He was over there running them to his car. So I paid and I grabbed the other ice bag and I took it out to him and I handed it to him. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. I was like, yeah, man, happy birthday, bro. Have a great day. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. No, it does not. So Absolutely. I'm not saying that because like I did this amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but the reason I said that is that's my personality. Right. I'm outgoing. I'm helpful. I'm nice. I'm a fucking right. social worker, right? Right. There's only a small amount of time where I can be in the darkness right and be angry and right. use that shit as fuel i knew that shit was gonna burn off because of who i am right i laugh too much right i make fun of shit too much sure i love having a good time i can't be that dark guy all mm. the time i knew it was gonna burn off and that was my fear so now because i know that i can do it because i've done it right i need to find a way to take whatever that fuel was and transfer that into my normal everyday life. Yeah. Without having that. The negativity. Negativity yeah. or, you know, I'm going to be alone forever. Nobody right, right. loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me against the world. <laughs> right. That's the trick, right? Finding one something. One man, one gym. Everybody <laughs> hates him. Yeah, but that's the trick, right? Finding something that, that ignites that flame, that sparks the desire to get healthy and get in shape. That's not negative. And I guess maybe, is it that positive things don't initiate that kind of reaction? Positive things tend to make you feel good and feel happy. And when you're feeling good and feeling happy, you become complacent. Is that what it is? Because yeah, when I lost weight initially, it was because I uh, was uh, found out that my now ex-wife wanted a divorce. And the moment she did that, I was like, holy crap, I'm pushing 40 and about to be single and I'm fat. I can't be fat, 40, and single. That's just not going to fucking work, right? So that fueled my fire, and, and I dropped a lot of weight. Um, you know, and then and then met my now wife, Amber, got comfortable, and that weight started to come back on. Then I remember another moment uh, after I met her. Um, I was working, still working at Marlene and Glenn's Diner, and a guy went quality establishment yeah <laughs> actually it's funny uh shut down but somebody is buying it and gonna restart it but anyway that that's neither here nor there but i remember a guy walking up to me and you know and i was still feeling pretty good about myself i'd lost a lot of weight but i was starting to put some of it back on and the dude walked over patted me on the belly and went i can tell you eat here you're free advertising for this place and i was just like you motherfucker and then that fueled me up and fired me up again and I took the weight off that I lost and then some but it's funny it's like it takes something like that it takes somebody making a comment like that or a divorce or somebody saying if I say I'm gonna lose 50 pounds the best thing somebody can do for me is say oh no you're not you can't do that you're not gonna lose 50 pounds there is no way in hell that's the best thing but you know who's gonna say that to me my wife you right. no of course not that doesn't happen very often but it's kind of sad to think that it takes something like that to push you and motivate you. I don't, you, and here's the thing you would think, right? 
we, you and I both know we're not idiots. We're not morons. We may not be scientists or the smartest people in the world, right? But you and I both know that we should just want to get healthy because we'll live longer. Right. And we don't want to be sick and die, right? right. That should be all the motivation well, that we need. Hey, it should be like this. Hey. Yeah. As you get older, yeah, your life is going to be a lot easier if you don't have excess weight and you have a better health. Right. That should be easy enough. Yeah. But also tacos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Soda is terrible, but goddamn is it delicious. Yeah. Yeah, Mexican food, soda. I've any, paid anything made by Reese's. I listen, and then I know this isn't your jam, right? But like I'm at that point now where, like, I used to be like, fuck, I ain't paying that shit. That's too expensive. Yeah. If it was something I like. Now yeah. I'm like, man, I work fucking hard. Yeah. I'm going to pay it. Yeah. I've drank more $15 Modellos in the last month than I've ever drank in my <laughs> life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right? That being said. Yeah. The first time since I've had money, the Kings have been in the playoffs. So I'm there a lot. I'm going to pay for the beer. Right. During sure. the regular season, I smashed a Modelo that I bought a three pack for eight bucks at the Circle K. Yeah. I smashed one of the Modellos in the parking lot before I went in because I wasn't spending $15. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. You know. But yeah. Um, they, they get you coming and going at yeah. the game. Yeah. But, but that should be the motivation. Yeah. It should be. Right? Yeah. And, and, and then thing for me was certainly this is i had a wicked combination and this is not an excuse this is 100 percent on me yeah change your job yeah the dad stuff right right yeah i i start to get that that stuff kind of gets you know that's a year ago yeah i start to come out of the fog of all that stuff right yeah because i wasn't healthy you know and we talked about this you know, when somebody passes away, what do they do? They don't give you money. No, they bring People food. People bring food. So oh, there's yeah. food everywhere. Absolutely. Or yeah. like, hey, you know, dad would have liked this. Let's go to steak dinner. You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. For sure. So you get out of that. And then I and then I get into a relationship. Yes. Which is. Yeah. We're eating out. Yeah. Oh, doing yeah. Stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're yeah. going places. So, you know, you, you don't be like, hey. Let's go do this totally amazing thing in a relationship and bring ham sandwiches in a nice chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you're not going out to a restaurant on a date being like, yeah, I'll take the uh, chicken lettuce wrapped with a side salad mm -hmm. and a, a glass of ice water, please. Especially when if yeah. she's like, oh, I love rigatoni. I'm going to get the rigatoni and this and this. And I'm like, can I get the half wedge salad? Yeah, exactly. Light blue cheese. Yeah. And then I'm just going to drool and watch her eat. Yeah. yeah. And, a, <laughs> and a diet water. Yeah. Yeah. Please. The diet water. Yeah. What is that water with no lemon? Yeah. yeah. Don't put any lemon in it. Go light on the ice. I'm really watching my figure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hey, so short story long. Yeah. Everything's really good except for I need to be healthier. Uh, amen, brother. I know. I, I can't even start. You know, I keep telling myself that, man, I got to. Ever since COVID, I've I've been packing it on and I can't get it off. Well, shit. When were we in quarantine? Now that's been like over a year. We we've been back and, and in business. I can't I can't continue to use that excuse anymore. That's over now. Listen, like, bro. Yeah. We just got to be healthier. Let me have a drink of myself. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> cheers. I got my diet Pepsi right here. But yeah, man. <sighs> I, I thought, man, boy, this all started. The downhill slide started when we were on quarantine and it's just gotten worse. And then I stop and I go, 
Man, we've been open and back in business and pretty much normal life business as usual for well over a year at this point, right? Probably even, maybe even more. Oh yeah. Yeah, quarantine was 2020, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're in 2023. So yeah, using that as an excuse now. Yeah, and maybe I did pack some on, but I've had plenty of time to take it off at this point. And then you and I joke all the time that the New Year's resolution is to lose weight, right? And we finally said, let's just stop putting that in the resolution because it's it's kind of a cop-out, like a right, cheat. Like, right. oh, that's an easy one. Throw it in. It ain't going to happen. It'll be there next year, you know? <laughs> I'm going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And even when that was one of my goals and I yeah. did lose weight, yeah. I wanted and I needed to lose more. Like, it's just a constant thing. It's Yeah, it's not a, a diet. Like, when we've said this before, a diet signifies an end. Like, oh, I just need to lose 20 pounds. And then, you know, that's I think skinny people can go on a diet. Somebody that's just like, oh, I need to drop five or six pounds to make weight for swim team or or the wrestling team or or just to fit into this tux just right before I go to a wedding. Like those kind of people can probably go on a diet. You know Pe- what I need? People like you and I, diets. No, it's a lifestyle. I'll tell change. you what I need. This is what I need. Yeah. And this is and and I need uh huh someone right to be like, look, man, if you eat. 10 salads this uh-huh. week. Yeah. I'll pay for your green fees on Saturday. Woo! Motivation. Yeah. Positive motivation. Yeah. We were just talking about that. What lights your fire? Yeah. Golf, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like like we we are in a in a society that focuses on rewards. Yeah. Right? Good. You good go to the point. grocery store, yeah. rewards. You pay your fucking bills on time, you get credit card rewards. Everything is rewards. Yeah. Right? We're from a we are from a, a, a generation mm-hmm. where there was no rewards. Your reward was, you know, a roof over your head. Right. Yeah. yeah or yeah. Uh, yeah. not getting smacked. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. To yeah. now like, hey, you've got this many points on your fucking save mark card from all your purchases or you paid right. your cell phone bill on time for 12 months straight. Here's, yeah. You know, everything is a reward based system. Yeah. Sure. And the reward should be. Yeah. Hey, you ate 10 salads this week. You're going to lose some weight and feel better. Yeah. But I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but tacos. Yeah, again, it always comes back to Mexican food for 100%. And, and, and it shouldn't take somebody being like, hey, man, you eat 10 salads. I'll, eat your fu- I'll pay for your green fees on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But it, would it, help. Su- it sucks. I would do it. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Bro. That's like, yeah, that's a hundred bucks. You're going to be a salad eating motherfucker, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I get, no, it, absolutely. I've said for a while. Hey, Bill, if, yeah. if you eat 20 salads. Yeah. Five salads a week. Yeah. And you drop five pounds this month. Yeah. I'll pay for your locksmith tickets. Oh, I'd be, I'd do it. hundred percent. Absolutely. I, I have always said that. I thought about this the other day and I said, basically, I'm my dog's personal trainer. I need someone to treat me the way I treat my dog. I tell my dog when he's going to eat, what he's going to eat, when he's going to exercise, and when he's been good enough to earn a treat. And I give it to him. My dog doesn't go, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a bit tired of this uh, the, the chicken you've been giving me. I'd like to switch it up to the filet mignon and the uh, pasta tonight. No. My dog eats the same meat and kibble every single day. He drinks nothing but water. 
My dog's not going, at, 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 at. can you fill that with Diet Pepsi? Man, please. Come on, man. Can I get the Dr. Pepper in there? Listen, man, we went on how many walks this week? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's a guy got to do to get a Modelo around? Exactly. Now? Yeah. So that's what I need someone to treat me the way I treat my dog. Basically, be, and that's why rich people, right? Actors, Hollywood musicians stay so fit. They have someone in their life that goes, this is what you're going to eat. This is when you're going to exercise. This is what you're going to drink. And if you do that good enough, you can have a cheat day, a little reward. And then we're going to start over and do it again next week. And good boy. You know, that's what I need. Like, yeah, man, just here, tell me exactly what I should be eating and set it in front of me portion wise and just give me a bowl just with water in it and now and then say bill good boy go outside <laughs> you know like that's what i need man i guarantee you i'd be thin yeah just gotta live like my dog man that's it hey, hey. i tell you this man availability uh-huh access uh-huh is what kills us or kills me yeah because i can do what i want now right I, i'm a grown-ass man sure Quote the, to, quote the, to quote the great Royce to 5'9". Yeah, love that song. Right? I ain't yeah. taking no care of no grown-ass man, dude. Yeah, so good. And I can buy whatever I want. Correct, you can. Yeah. I do not live above my means. Right. I have, and, th and this is the thing for me, is I survived being underpaid uh -huh. and being suck a fish sav. Yeah. And was successful. Right. Now I'm making double the money, mm -hmm. probably a little bit more. Mm. And I know how to live like that. So I I know how to live within my means. Right. So I just do what I, I can. I can get whatever I want for the most part. Sure. Of course. I can't go buy a Tesla cash. Right. You know, but. That'd be amazing. Though. Yeah. If anyone's like, hey, you want to do this? 99 times out of 100. It's like, yeah, I can do that. I feel like the money. Hey, the money is not an issue anymore. Right. It's the fact that I don't want to go do anything. Right. That's I have a, no fucking yeah. energy. Yeah, I know. If you'd have told me that there was a time, like we're getting ready to talk about the Kings. Uh, before they got into the playoffs, I had someone offer me on a Tuesday night, someone through my work said, hey, do you want to go to the Kings game? My company, my brokerage is has a relationship with a construction company. Uh, and they have a box at the Golden One Center. And they're like, you know, they want to, you know, want to wine and dine us. They want you to come into this box. There's going to be food. There's going to be beverages. It's Kings versus uh, Boston on a Tuesday night. And the, the young, initial, excited, fun, ready for anything bill was like, hell yeah, I'll do that. This was like on a Friday. Well, get through the weekend, you know, get back to work Monday. And literally, like, this is how I know I'm getting old. I'm like, fuck. Why did I commit to a Tuesday night fucking Kings game? Like, oh, my God. Do I really? Yeah, I got to fucking get off work. I got to fight traffic. I've got to drive over there. I've got to park. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be serving for food. I might have to pay for food. Then I've got to drive home, and I'm not going to get home till 11 o'clock at night. And then I got to be back into work Wednesday morning. Like, what? Really? I had an opportunity to go watch the Kings in a box seat and be pampered and primped 
And my old ass man mind was like, yeah, no, I don't know if I want to do this. But I just was literally coming up with excuses. Like, what can I say? What can I do to get out of this? Maybe there's somebody else that wants to go. Now, I finally told myself, Bill, shut up. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Who knows if you'll ever get this chance again. You're doing it. Now, it just so happened that I had a client that found a property she liked and wanted to go into escrow. And we looked at the property at like three o'clock. So I had to get back to the office, put together the, the offer, submit the offer. So I actually did, did get end up giving the ticket to someone else, but not because I was punking out, right? but because uh, I was, uh, it was work. I had to, you know, I got to make that money. I got to get this offer in and get it accepted. I ended up being at the office till like six or seven at night. And at that point, I'm not going to drive over to the game. And uh, But yeah, dude, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like so crazy. If you'd have told 20-year-old Bill that there was going to be a time that somebody was going to offer you free Kings tickets and you might not take them just because you don't feel like going out on a Tuesday night. Like how many concerts do we go? Yeah, dude, that sounds dope. But shit, on a Thursday or a Wednesday? Why? Why? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, dude, it's the sign of getting old because there was a time when I was up and for anything. You gonna offer me a ticket, a movie, a concert, whatever, I was down. And yeah, dude, I've noticed as I get older now, it's like, yo, man, I, you gotta force yourself to do it. And then, you know, usually when you do, you love it. You have an amazing time. One of my favorite memories of all time you and I, when you and I went and saw Murs and Locksmith in San Francisco, and you and I were both kind of like, fuck San Francisco, I don't know. But then finally you were like, let's do it. Let's get the tickets. Let's do it. And we did. And it was amazing. Like, that was an incredible show. I mean, Murs pointed us in the crowd and shouted us out. Locksmith came into the crowd and was jumping around and killing it. We got a picture with Murs afterward. It was phenomenal. But all the way up until we got there, there was still a piece of me that was like, oh, fuck, Did, what, what were we thinking? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That was years ago. Mm-hmm. If you said- It hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> if you could tell me we were going to do something on a Thursday or a Wednesday night and it was going to be that great, I don't know if I would go right now. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah, well, you we're to a point now with your you we and I. We also both have different jobs. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's changed. Our lives have changed dramatically in the last five years, and we've talked about that a ton on the show. But there was a time where I would say you and I caught at least three concerts a year, I think we were doing. We were catching Yellow Wolf. We were catching Tech 9 We were seeing Chris Webby. We were seeing Locksmith. DJ Quick. We were going Snoop Dogg. We were, we were catching a lot of shows. Like I would say at least at minimum, we, we were on a, uh, on a stride where we were going to two concerts a year. Now I'm to the point where I don't know when you and I will <laughs> be going to a concert again. I, I, our schedules don't allow for it. Now I, I I'm to the point now where I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna buy tickets and uh, hopefully somebody can go with me. And if they can't, I'll go by myself if it's a show worth going to. Like, and, and we already talked about this when I talked about the genius and I didn't go and I sold the tickets and I regretted it. But yeah, we're at a point now where I, I you know, my son's gonna go with me to Locksmith, but I bought two tickets with the hopes that someone would go with me. My son, Will, mentioned liking Locksmith, so he was the first person I asked. But if he didn't go, I would have, you know, been like, Savage, what what, what do you think your schedule's looking like? But I didn't go to you first because I'm like, I know, Scott, what, what, what's going on in his life right now. 
there's just no way to predict that far out because the concert's not till June 20th. Like right. it's, it's, it's like you could say like, yeah, I'm down. But then a week before be like, oh, nope, this happened. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Genius was a perfect example. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like that was months. I bought it months advance. ahead of time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll try to do what I can. I mean, may, I, we talked about it before. you yeah, bought yeah, yeah. Him. I was Oh, like, for sure. I mean, maybe. I just don't know, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then when that month got here, the way that everything worked out and when I had to travel and when things could get approved, like I was coming back from, I think, Alabama. Or yeah, yeah. You had just gotten, yeah, literally, that that was one of the rare, fri- it was a Friday night. And you had just gotten back into town. And you know what? Here's the thing, too, how you know we're getting older. It's not just us. Had it been 1999, and I, I wouldn't have had any problem giving away a ticket to right, go see a right. member of the Wu-Tang Clan. I ran down a list of any and everybody that I knew that I thought might be interested. And I everybody shot me down or just flat out didn't respond. Like to a free concert ticket. Like, and I literally ran through eight or nine people. And it, it's that's how you know it's not just us. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm trying to save my vacation time. Can't really use a day and I gotta work that night. Or, yo, man, I got something else going on. Or, oh man, I gotta work that next day. You know, whatever. Like. So it isn't just uh, us. It's not just you and I. Because sometimes I think, "Fuck, am I just getting old? I don't want to go out." But no, dude. It's it's people of our age. Like we're busy. You know, we're, we're when you work all day, and then you come home to deal with your family drama, pet drama, home drama, whatever it is. It doesn't leave a lot of time or energy for things outside of that. Now, sometimes, like I said, you just gotta force yourself to do it because you won't regret it. I bought the locksmith tickets and that is a Friday night, June 19th or something. It's a Friday, I think, but I'm going regardless. If my son will backs out on me, I'm going. And I'll probably be like, ah, fuck the whole, let's say I end up going by myself. There's going to be a big part of me that's probably like, ah, fuck, just sell them. But I'm not going to, and I will get there and I will enjoy the fuck out of myself. Right. But I will bitch the whole way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just it, man. That's just how it's gonna be. Like, just like that, when we went and saw Murs and Locksmith in San Francisco, there was a big part of me the week leading up to that show go, that was like, what the fuck were we thinking? San Francisco? Oh my God. But it was amazing. Dude, that was a once in a lifetime to, to get a photo with somebody that you admire that much. Uh, that guy's got Murs has classic albums, so underrated. The fact that you and I have a picture with him is incredible to me, and the fact that he went, "Hey, look, it's the 209 guys." I mean, that is a moment. I'll take that moment would be to my grave, absolutely, man. And we could have missed out on that because we were like, "Oh, it's San Francisco," and I'm just too fucking tired. You know what I mean? And, and that would have been awful, man. That would have been awful. So I'm so glad we did it. Sometimes, hey, to quote the great Nas. You know, life happens outside the comfort zone, right? You know, and like all good things happen outside of the comfort zone. And, and sometimes you just got to push yourself out there. And that's what's up. So talking about speaking of concerts yeah, and the uh, the Golden One Center, um, talking about getting out and seeing games and stuff like that. Uh, our Kings. Yeah. Not the outcome we were looking for or hoping for. You know, the thing is this, man, is it's 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 really easy to when 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 things get going to get greedy Mm -hmm. and know that um, 
you know, to try to eclipse things without quote unquote paying your dues. Right. Um, when this season began, we hadn't been to the playoffs in 16 years. Right. Um, we, and I say we, cause I'm a season ticket holder. So if you don't like that, you can fuck off. Right. I know that people are like, Oh, you don't play for the Kings. You don't play for the Niners. Why you say we, uh, I'm financially invested in this. Absolutely. hundred so percent. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Say we all you want. I don't give yeah. a damn. We, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> We as King fans, you're talking yeah. about the proverbial we, true yeah. Kings fans, day one Kings fans, we're allowed to say we. I guarantee you, a hardcore Raiders fan, my homie Keith is probably like, you know, when we go to the playoffs or when we do this, because that's how you talk when you love a team. Yeah. I don't think there's a problem. I don't have a problem with that. Proceed. We were talking about <laughs> maybe, because they changed the way the league worked this year and they had like a play-in game. Yeah. And then there was like, instead of eight teams make the playoffs, there's 10 teams that make the playoffs. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10, nine, eight, and seven are all in the playoff. Right. And we were like, maybe we Kings could have a good year and get in that. Right. They blew that shit out of the water. Right. They were the fucking third seed in the West. Right. Right? Yeah. Had Huge. 48, 49 wins. Just an amazing season. Right. Um, they, we talked about it before. They are exciting. They're fun. They're young. Yes. And, uh, they came out and, uh, I wouldn't say beat the, beat the brakes off them, but games one and two, we beat the Warriors. We played pretty damn well. Yes. Yeah. And after game one was like intense, I was like nervous. Game two, I went with my boy Kev and, uh. We'd already got the win, so I was more relaxed, and I never felt like they were going to lose that game. Right. And then they go game three, and everyone is like, dude, they're not going to get a call. It's going to be brutal. You know, the Kings are going to have to, you know. Right. And it, that's exactly what happened. The Lakers, or I meant the Warriors got every call. The Kings got blown out of the building, essentially. Um, you know, the Warriors hit their shots. Yeah. And then game four in Golden State, they go up there and... Uh, I'm at Top Golf. Mm -hmm. We're uh, we're there for Kim's dad's birthday. We're hanging out, so I'm watching it on the screen, Top Golfing it up, having a good time, and uh, it's a great game, back and forth, back and forth. It's just one of those games, just like Game One was. And uh, the Kings are down one; they've got a shot to win it at the buzzer, and Harrison Barnes misses a, a wide open three, mm. and so they would have been up three-one. Right. So it's two-two. Game five, back and sack. Right. right. So the week that week, the, I went to Top Golf, did all that stuff, and you've been to Top Golf. Oh yeah. Like, and it's not close for you, and you live no, you no, know, over an hour right. from my house. So it, that's a whole day. Yeah, yeah. With the Top sure. Golf and the driving, and, and you're yeah. exhausted. The next day, I got up and I flew out of Sac at six in the morning to go to Portland. Right. And about I don't know one thirty, I was like. Fuck. Yeah. I am drained. Yeah. You know, and so a long ass day. So game five happened to be on Wednesday in SAC. Mm. We talked about I bought, dropped all this money for this stuff. And I was like, I got to leave and fly out of SAC at 4.50 right. in the morning on right. Thursday morning. If I try to do that, my East Coast trip is going to be brutal. Yeah. Because I'm exhausted after the Kings game. I'm chairing. I'm standing. I'm sitting. I'm standing. I'm right, sitting. Yeah, I'm yelling. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do it. I will. It will ruin my rest of my week, especially if they lose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I, I sold the tickets to Justin, my son, at uh-huh. face value, what I paid for him. Right. And uh, he went. And I was like, here's my thought process. If they lose yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. And then they lose on Friday, right? Yeah. Then I don't have to pay to see them lose. Right. And I don't ruin my body because I'm trying to do all that on no sleep. Sure. Best case scenario, they win both of those games. Yeah. There's another series anyway. I'm still going to the next series, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And middle slash also best case scenario, they split those two. Game seven's going to be on Sunday. I'll be back and I'm going to that. Right. So it worked out. Yeah. Game five is in SAC. It's uh, kind of close, but not that bad. The Warriors kind of um, dominate. Yeah. They, they, they played pretty well. They beat the Kings. They were close. They just didn't hit it. Game six in Golden State, Friday night. I'm flying back from Tampa to SFO to uh, Um, I'm flying to... Ooh, we're going to have to figure something out here in a minute. Uh-oh. I'll get back to you. Uh, okay. Um, and... Um, sorry, I'm flying back. I When I fly out, I'm flying United. I fly out. It's a nice plane. They've got direct TV, mm-hmm. TVs, mm-hmm. everything, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I'm like, cool, man. When I fly back cross-country, the game will be on direct TV. I can watch it. Cool, right? I get on the plane in Tampa, no yeah. TVs, no entertainment, no nothing. I was like, you got to be shitting me. Damn. Yeah. I was like, why is there no... And she's like, I don't know. It's the plane they gave us. And I'm like, fuck. All right, man. Um, I start scrambling, right? I'm hitting up people because you can stream it on like Fubo, but then you have to sign up for an account. Right. You can yeah, s- yeah. stream it through this. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, in, in a plane... I got 15 minutes before I take off trying yeah. to figure all this out. Before I, you got to go to airplane mode. And I've got mode, shitty shut it fuck, down. right? Yeah, yeah. I pay $8 for the streaming internet. I get a hold of my buddy, Eddie. Thank gosh. He's got Fubo or whatever it is. Yeah. You have to log in through Google. He gives me his login and I can watch the game. Uh-huh. Problem is, dude, it was brutal. It kept freezing and like uh, pausing. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. But then because I had Wi Fi. The um the inner that like the the I would kept getting my like notifications from like my regular apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'd be like frozen and like three minutes left and be like, end the first quarter. I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it was messing up. But uh, ultimately once I got about halfway after halftime, I didn't really have any freezes. And I posted this on my on my socials. It was me on the back of a end of an airplane. There was hardly anybody in the end. I had my own row. There's it wasn't a full flight. And it was a cross-country flight at 8 o'clock at night, so right. it was pitch black. They turned the lights down, you know. And it was me, my phone screen, my beats, and I was watching the Kings and the Warriors. And it was kind of cathartic. Yeah. Just like, because it was just me, right? And there was a couple times where I, like, I didn't yell, but I, like, made a noise, and people were like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh ah, ah, what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, game six, the Kings absolutely beat the brakes off of the Warriors. They smashed them. Right. Yeah. The big, they beat them by 19. It was the most the Warriors have ever lost in the playoffs by. 
Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't hear that. Most okay. was 15, I think, against the Clippers. In okay. Like a few years back. Gotcha. Anyway. Yeah. Got a game seven. We're going to seven. We're going Sunday. to game. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, I, I take the lady. We go out there. And uh, it was weird. Like, it was a good time. But there was a nervous energy. Right? Yeah, like, that's a do or die. That's a huge game. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could have watched it. I was in town working and the funniest thing was is AT&T went out and a good majority of people in Amador County have AT&T cell signal so anyone that wasn't home watching the game that was out and about that had AT&T wasn't able to track and find out what was happening with the scores. So I, I have Verizon. I'm one of the few people in Amateur Guy that's got Verizon. So I can't tell you how many people stopped me and was like, hey, my man, my man, I must just look like somebody that liked basketball. She was like, you wouldn't happen to know the score of the Kings game, right? I don't know if you know this, but AT&T's tower is down and can you get the score? So I can't tell you how many times I was like, yeah, hold on, dude. Hey, Siri, what's the score of the Kings game? Because I was really trying to not watch it because I've realized when they went back into the playoffs, I'm a bit superstitious. And I felt I felt like when I kept pulling it up constantly and checking the score every five minutes that I was fucking up the Kings mojo. I was fucking with their juju, dude. So I wasn't looking. And the last person that asked me that, I pull it up and it's halftime. I go, dude, it's halftime tied like... I don't know what it was, but it was tied at halftime going into the third. 58, 58. Yeah, something like that. And I'm like, oh, shit, I can't watch anymore. I got to stop. And the next time I checked, I think we lost by like 20. And I'm like, man, that first half, after that first half. And then I went back and I watched the highlights and saw that basically Steph Curry at that point just did what a leader, what an all-star is supposed to do. And he just took over and annihilated us basically like that's what it looked like from the highlights yeah so the first half was really good it was back and forth they were playing well it was a good half yeah and then um about halfway through the third quarter and you know this i'm a i'm a pretty smart dude especially when it comes to sports yeah i felt it slipping i saw the way that the kings were reacting i saw they weren't running their offense they were forcing stuff and, um, you know, the thing is, is when you play a game like that, you can break other people's spirits. Right. And Steph Curry put up 50. Yeah. He's an all-time legend. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is if Curry doesn't do that, it's a totally different game because Clay Thompson didn't really do shit. Andrew Wiggins didn't do shit. Right. Like usual, Draymond Green doesn't really do shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> except run his mouth. Yeah. Like, nobody else really played well. Right. But Curry was so dominant. Yeah. Couldn't be stopped. And you know the thing is, and, and I've, and I can tell you this, I've seen Curry live before. I have watched his entire career. I, right. Um, I have nothing against the Warriors. I kind of, you know, they're local. I don't have a problem. I yeah, know yeah. They were the, just as shitty and maybe shittier than the Kings. For the longest time, we oh, were both terrible. For a long this se- time, this yeah. series is the first time the Kings and the Warriors have ever been in the playoffs together at the same right. time. Yeah, and they ended up playing each other. Crazy. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've I pay attention. I've got several fr- friends that are actual that real Warrior fans. Yeah. So I, I've seen it, and you know, one of the things about Curry, which is just phenomenal to me, is he is a legendary. Like, Steph Curry changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 100%. Kobe didn't change the game. 
No, because Kobe LeBron didn't change the game. Kobe patterned the way he played after Michael Jordan. Right. Like, and he'll tell you that. Or he would have told he told yeah. he told people that in the past. Yeah, he was a, he was a Jordan. Michael Jordan changed the game. Hundred yeah. percent. Steph Curry changed the game. Yeah. They asked a commentator who who's had the biggest impact on the NBA since Michael Jordan. Who's changed the game, influenced the game since then? Who do you think that is? And this guy was like, oh, Steph Curry, hands down. Nobody's affected the game of basketball the way he has. I see video. Like, I used to play basketball, not yeah. Yeah. like competitively, but in pickup games and intramurals. And I played basketball a lot. And I was the guy that would pull up from 30 feet. Right. I would just shoot it. I didn't give a yeah, shit. And right. I made a lot of them. Yeah. And people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Now you watch any pickup game. You watch high school basketball. You watch fucking AAU ball. People are shooting fall away 29 footers. Oh, 100%. At 12. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all because of yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah. He changed the game. My, my buddy was like, man, after the Kings, the game seven, he goes, I don't know if there ever be anyone like Steph Curry and I was like there will be and he'll be better yeah I don't know how yeah but Curry changed the game so now there's an entire generation emulating and doing the things that he and other people like him do oh yeah I don't know how yeah it's probably gonna be somebody who looks and does the things that Steph Curry does but he's 6'8 and right. he will be impossible to guard that's the thing you're already starting to see big guys like big men shooting you ne- your center never shot a three. When, when you and I came up, 80s, 90s, the center was not shooting threes. There was the only centers that shot threes were Vladi Divac yeah, and Arvidas Sabonis, right. the European guys. Right, yeah, 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 correct. American centers never shot threes. No, you're not seeing Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing from behind the arc, you know, it's not going to happen. Like, Akeem Olajuwon for three. No, that shit just never went down like that. Now, and it didn't work in NBA Jam either. No, no, <laughs> Yeah, no, only Tom Tolbert. He, that guy was magic for you. NBA Live 95, baby. Anyway, but yeah, man, absolutely. He changed the way we play. And from what I could see, now I just watched highlights. Again, I didn't watch the game. And to be honest with you, I'm so invested in the team and love them so much. I don't know if I could have. The one guy asked me the score when I told him it was tied at halftime. He went like, oh my God, that's too close. And I went, yeah, I, I said, dude, I got to be honest with you. I think I'd be having a heart attack if I was watching right now. I don't think. I can remember when we played the Lakers during that insane series where the refs were making all those horrible calls and nothing was going our way. And those games were like nail biters. And I had to literally physically leave my living room and go out in the front yard and pace and just be like, I can't watch this. I got to step away from it. And I'm too, I'm getting too stressed out. Like, so stressful. Yes. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. All right. Sitting there in the third quarter, mm-hmm. as I watched the game kind of fall apart. Right. I, I'll be honest, I became very sullen. I was disappointed, heartbroken, all all the things. Of course. And, you know, I, I definitely, and I would say shut down in Mm -hmm. a sense of like, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of taking it all in. Yeah. And there was like, people were getting pissed, like, fucking, what are you guys doing? They fucking leaving early, that kind of shit, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, I'm the kind of guy where, 
you got to know what it's like at the bottom to know what it's to appreciate what it's like on the top. Right. So I, I, uh, we sit there, the Warriors celebrate, people are pissed. I, uh, I, I, you know, I sit there and I, I, we take it. And I'm one of the last guys to leave the arena. And I just kind of sit there and take it all in. And I'm like beyond bummed. And, you know, poor Kim is just like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's hard to explain how people fan different. Sure. You know. Oh, absolutely. And um, obviously, you know, look at my Giants stuff and how I get into that. And I probably, although I don't have the same amount of stuff, because I think this stuff is different for the sports, like how they have this stuff. I think the Kings are my number one. Okay. And and I feel like that that has been that way for a while. Maybe because it's closer. Maybe because the games are, I, I, basketball is more intense. It's more... Not more exciting, but a different kind of exciting. It's different. It moves. Yeah. Basketball doesn't stop. It's very fast paced. It's incredibly different from baseball. Uh-huh. And, you know, with football, we've talked about it. There's a, you know, they stop in between every play. So it's like, unless there's a foul, basketball goes. And, and I feel probably more connected to the Kings. Sure. And we've also been, as we talked about, like the last, you know, decade and a half have been a struggle. Yeah, absolutely. So... When you get that opportunity to, I, I felt like one or two breaks either way. You know what I mean? We beat the Warriors. Yeah. And and it's hard not to get greedy. Um, and I knew that it had been a great season. And I knew that we're on the way up. And I knew that all those things that you know you gotta, you know you gotta you gotta learn how to lose before you learn how to win. I know sure. all that shit. You gotta I, walk I, I, before look, you. You yeah. gotta crawl before right. you learn to they, walk. They told yeah. us the same thing. Yeah. Right when the Kings just lost to the Jazz in the playoffs that first time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a couple years later, we were in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. Right. I get it. Yeah. I'm a sports guy. I understand. Yeah. Still hurts. Oh yeah. Still sucks. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had the seats. We were set up. Yeah. It was a great gig, man. Um. But uh, yeah. So then you know we lose and and uh, it. it the, the the sting has worn off. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it still bums me out. Like people are like, "Hey, uh, what's who, what's the score of the game tonight?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Basketball's over." Yeah, right. Talk about fuck. It's a weird place to be in right now because um, I really don't have any love for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I'm happy. I like you. I have friends who are major fans. Uh, and they are somewhat local. So, you know, if it's if it's the Golden State Warriors versus the Miami Heat or something like that, you know, I'm going to root for the roots, probably not even the right word. But I if I have to choose sides, I'm going to go with Golden State simply for the fact that they're closer to me. But I really have no love, no loyalty to them. Um, I did not, you know, back in the days when it was uh Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, and Chris Mullen when they were run run TMC, and that was the big movement. Uh, and then when uh, they got Chris Webber and everybody was pushing for them, I did not care. I was Kings all day long, all day, every day. Like, I was not pushing for them. So for me now, there's this strange dilemma because I also have zero love for the Lakers. I, The Lakers, because of what they did to us in the playoffs, I absolutely despise the Lakers organization. So this is a weird thing where I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing Golden State get knocked out 
because I'm like they what they did to my Kings. But I don't want the Lakers to do it. So it's like this weird. I'm like in this like very strange zone where I don't know what I want. I was just about to say this. So this is the vortex I'm in now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the Lakers with a passion. Yeah, absolutely. As a Kings fan, you got to. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Dodgers. I hate them. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. I'm a a loyal dude. And like there's certain teams in their franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a Giants fan, you don't like the Dodgers. Right. You just don't. It's just normal. You despise them. Or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. If you're a Dodgers fan, it's just how it works. so normally, I would absolutely, I want the Warriors to beat the Lakers. Yeah. That being said. Yeah. I saw the nasty side of Warrior fans. Right. This series. Yeah. And a lot of Warrior fans came off entitled and prissy and, you know, nose stuck up in the air and arrogant. And that comes with winning. Right. Um, And as a Giant fan who won three titles in five years, I saw that too. Sure. And it's part of the reason I've soured on baseball a little bit mm. because I sat through the Giants when they were terrible. I right. sat through Glen Allen Hill and Stan Javier and all right. those guys when they weren't good. Right. And then they won titles. And then all of a sudden, all of these Giants fans showed up out of nowhere. Correct. Right? Like just out of the woodworks. All of a sudden... They were in the World Series and everyone, there's Giants flags everywhere and sure. all this stuff. And it, it disgusts me a little bit because all these people jump on the bandwagon. Oh, 100%. Or if they were Giants fans, why weren't you rooting before? Where you been? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Warrior fans to me are the same way. Yeah. And I've had this discussion with a couple of my Warrior fans. I probably more, know more about the Warriors than the Warrior fans that sure, were at the game. Sure. Most of them. Not all. Yeah. And, and, and it could be maybe the area we're in. But uh, I feel like, and obviously it was probably different maybe if you lived in San Francisco or Oakland. But here, here where we are in our neck of the woods, I did not see Warriors jerseys, Warriors hats until they got Curry and started doing what they were doing. And still, until they became this dynasty, then it was like all the shirts with that said the city. I think, you know, we talked about it once on the podcast that I mentioned to my wife, I think, you know, that is a cool thing. The city, you know, the town. No, excuse me, the town. That was their lo- that said, you know, Golden State Warriors, the town, represent Oakland. I'm like, I like that. I think that's kind of cool. I mentioned that to my wife. She bought me a t-shirt, right? And I am not a Golden State guy at all. But out of respect to her, I would wear it when we like walk the dog or went for a hike or something like that. Because she heard me say that I thought that the town and that logo was cool. So she got it for me. But I did not. I was not going to be one of these guys that all of a sudden is wearing a Golden State Warriors shirt. Right. You are not going to catch me out anywhere where I was going to have multiple eyes on me. I just had to wear it enough to make sure that she knew I appreciated it. But yeah, dude, all of a sudden, and, and this happens with everybody loves to a winner. Everybody right. likes to get on right. board. It's funner to watch a team when they're winning. But yeah, all of a sudden, like you said, Golden State flags, Golden State hats, Curry jerseys. They came out of the woodworks where I feel like, and, and that was the thing, dude. Is is that I, I saw it happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. People who I knew very closely were like, "I've always liked the Warriors," and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Since when? Yeah. <laughs> All you talked about was the Lakers and Kobe. You yeah. never said a shit 
fucking word about the Lake Warriors yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? Like, I saw it left and right. Yeah. And, all right, man, whatever. I don't care. Like, this is cool, man. You want to jump on board? Like, I, I enjoyed watching, you know, the Warriors then. Yeah. It, it, they were fun. That's fine. I'm not going to get a Warrior shirt and become a Warrior fan, but okay. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm sick. I'm, you know, I, I'm ride or die purple, man. Yeah, yeah. It, you know? <laughs> and so, here, here's how I came up with my dilemma. I, these aren't, these aren't our Lakers. Right. Right. This is bitch yeah. ass LeBron's Lakers. Right. I want the Lakers to beat the Warriors. Okay, good. Because I, I feel do, so bad. Because, because I kind of feel the same Because way. I yeah. don't think that the, I don't think the Lakers can beat the Nuggets. Okay. So they're going to lose anyway. Uh, that's a good way to look at it. I feel like, just like the King series, the Warriors are the kind of team that if they get hot. Yeah. They can run through anybody. Right. Right. So I want the Lakers to beat the Warriors because I want the Warriors fans to be devastated and crushed. Yeah. <laughs> into a pulp. To feel what we felt. I want Dennis yeah. to snap those motherfuckers right off the goddamn planet. What's the series at now? I haven't been following Lakers, Warriors. Lakers beat the shit out of them last night. They're up 2-1. Okay. Next game's in L.A. too. Oh, that's good. Good, so good, good, we'll good, good. We'll see if this is real or if the NBA Okay, that's good. I was, I was afraid to come in here a little bit and say I was rooting for the Lakers. Look, I'm, look, <laughs> yeah. look, I'm yeah. not rooting for the Lakers. No, no, right. That's probably the wrong terminology. I it, it, Look, it's a lesser of two evils. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like voting. I don't yeah. want either of them to win. No, neither do I. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, the other thing, too, is I, I cannot stand Draymond Green. Yeah, he with he, a passion. He was a pussy during this series. What a what a douchebag. Yeah, and, I mean, and, sorry and, for the terminology. And there, people but. and people have been like, oh, he's the kind of guy you'd like him if he's on your team. And I was like, no, yeah. I've had him on my team. His name is Demarcus Cousins. Right. And I didn't like him then. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on that dilemma. Yeah. Ultimately, though, the Kings are one of the youngest teams in the league. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox. That's my point guard, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Turned a massive corner. Oh, dude. People know who De'Aaron is now. Yeah. I also wonder what would have happened in that series if De'Aaron didn't hurt his finger in game three. Right, right, right. They were go him and Curry were going at each other. It yeah. Was, you know, a lot of things. He's a leader. He is a, he's a leader, and he's, he's definitely the future of the franchise for sure. I am so excited for next year. And yeah. the Kings have the second most cap room in the NBA. Okay. So okay. roster tweaks, things like that, take care yeah. of the players they've got. Uh, I don't. This was you don't get the third seed as a fluke. No, this is a quality team who is fun and they play a certain way. And I'm future is bright. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I hope they, uh, you know, they go on a run here. Yeah, I think it would be amazing. Obviously, a championship would be amazing. Yes, but bring it home. Just baby. if we were competitive for the next eight years and win the playoffs. How awesome would that be? How yeah. exciting would that be? Yeah. I, and, I, and remind me in five years when we've been in the playoffs for five straight years and we haven't won a championship and I sound like a snob because we haven't won a title. Right. Yeah. I'm like, does it even matter if we don't want a title, dude? Like, yeah. what are we doing <laughs> out here? Remind me. Remind me of May 7th, 2023 when I was like, man, we made it. We were there for one year. You yeah. know, if we could just be competitive for eight years and be in the playoffs. Yeah. Because winning a championship is hard. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially going back and doing it multiple times. I mean, you got to think that we kind of did the Warriors a favor by having to face us first. It's got to be a million times easier 
to step into that staple center, the staple center, right? Yeah. That's where the Lakers play. It's got to be a billion percent easier than stepping into that golden one center. It, it, any away game is going to feel like a cakewalk compared to what they just went through. I, after listen, and I talked about this when when I we recorded last. Did I? T- did we talk about game one when I went or no? Yes, we did. I believe we did. Yes. Okay. The most insane thing yeah. I've ever been at in person. Right. Yeah. The the, and then you would see people. Yeah. I, I saw Dame Lillard. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Other people talk about. Man, Golden One is bringing it. You can hear it through the TV. Right. You yeah. can, like, not like a normal, like, it was insane. No, there's nowhere like no. it in the NBA. And, so we, I, and we've talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to think that every time the Golden State Warriors step on another team's home court away from away from San Francisco, that they just go, oh, thank God. <laughs> this has got to be, this is so much better, you know? Because, yeah, that energy that they had to fight against the fact that they were able to to beat us in Sacramento tells you a little something about that team, man. That because it's not easy. It's it's definitely not easy. Right, so we, right. in some ways, I feel like having to face us first helped them. Like other than we, we they were probably exhausted after that series. I would imagine mentally, physically, but just going into the, it's a different energy, and and it's so probably so much easier right. for them now. But. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they get knocked out, though, regardless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, overall, though, a great season. Yeah, exciting. It was fantastic, man. I had a good time. I spent uh, a, a large amount of money yeah. for my passion, and I got to share it with a lot of people, man. Uh, right. We didn't get to a game this no. year, actually. So it's gonna no, be- we did not. I went with my son to one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you and I didn't get to a game. We usually at least catch one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh Goals, right? Let's yeah, put, let's, yeah. Hey, in New Year's, let's, 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 yeah, let's go to a concert and let's go to a game next yeah, year, man. So, yeah, uh, great season, good times, and uh, you know, uh, I'm fat and I want to be less fat. Yeah, oh, 100%. So, yeah, uh, but but yeah. tacos, so yeah, it's still we do live in California, yeah. the home of amazing Mexican food. Yeah, that, that's always going to be a problem. California, where every day is Cinco de Mayo. Oh my god, it sure is. Yeah, I won't argue with that. It's we, dude, we dude, we have taco trucks that'll rival sit down restaurants. That's a problem. That really is a problem, man. Like this episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast brought to you by Silva's Taqueria. Yeah, exactly. visit Silva's on Yelp. <laughs> Yeah, please do. It's delicious. All right, man. Uh, get us out of here. We got, uh, and speaking of. Yeah. And then I'll talk about this next week. Yeah. I went to the Golden One Center a week later, mm. and I'll get into that. We'll talk about what you did at the Golden One yeah. Center outside of the sports world. Yeah. Nice. I look forward to that, man. So let me get us on up out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton. George Clinton. Anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. I know it's over, motherfuckers, but guess what? Like that. Boom. Go Kings, baby.